Al-Bayan Radio presents the following Friday khutbah from Masjid Al-Azhar, Bilmo, asking Allah that it serves as a benefit for all. Inna alhamdulillahi na'hmaduhu wa nasta'inu bihi wa nasta'gfiruhu wa na'udhu billahi min shurur anfusina wa min sayyati a'malina man yahdihillahu falamudilla lah wa man yudlil falahadiya lah wa ashhadu an la ilaha illa Allah wahdahu la sharika lah وأشهد أن محمدًا عبده ورسوله وصفيه من خلقه وخليله بلغ الرسالة وأدى الأمانة ونصح الأمة وجاهد في الله حق الجهاد حتى أتاه اليقين فصلوات ربي وسلامه عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه ومن تمسك بسنته واكتفى بهديه بإحسان إلى يوم الدين يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون يا أيها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحدة وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والأرحام إن الله كان عليكم رقيبا أما بعد فإن أصدق الحديث كلام الله تعالى وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الأمور محدثاتها وكل محدثة بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضلالة في النار أجارني الله وإياكم من النار ثم أما بعد I want to narrate to you an event that made history a calamity that bestruck a believing people, however, remained steadfast. A calamity so severe that it could crumble even the strongest and the highest and the biggest of mountains. A calamity so severe that the eyes weep to and the hearts hurt when its events are narrated. A believing people, persecuted, taken hostile. However, they were patient and steadfast on the command of Allah Azza wa Jal. This story shows you that once Iman enters upon the heart, it gives you strength, courage and bravery to stand before tyranny, to stand before aggression. And say, I am he, and he I will stay, even if it means I die. Fueled by the hope that my blood, if it is to be shed, will serve as a curse, will serve as a curse and destruction to your oppression, giving hope and life to the generations that are coming. To clarify, I'm not talking about what's happening in Palestine. Nor am I talking about the persecuted Uyghurs in China, the Chinese or the Muslim minority in China, known as the Uyghurs, and the persecution they face. I'm not talking about the persecutions that the Muslims of Kashmir face. No. 
Nor am I talking about the persecution that the Bosnian and the Chechen Muslims faced. No, I'm not talking about the persecution that the Burmese Muslims are facing. No, I am talking about a people way and well before the Prophethood of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. The thing is, it all sounds too familiar. The persecution, the aggression, the patience, the steadfastness, the tyranny. It sounds so familiar that one may think it's happening or we're talking about what's happening today. The reason it sounds so familiar is because history repeats itself. The reason it sounds so familiar is because the struggle is one. The narrative is one. Yes, over the course of history, tyrants of different names, shapes, uh, and, and, and ways come and go. And they also use different types of name-calling and propaganda, like barbarianism, or like a madman, a magician, a wicked man, a poor man. Even the way and the form of persecution changes. Let's send a bomb down upon them from above. Let us sanction them. Put fear in their hearts. Fear tactics. Let us annihilate them. Different types of aggression. Different narratives. Different agendas. But the one comparison that all have alike is the reason is the same the reason for persecution and aggression is the same allah azza wa jal says in the quran beginning the story that i want to share with you today after a'udhu billahi minash shaitanir rajim bismillahir rahmanir rahim was sama'i dhatil buruj wal yawmil maw'ud wa shahidin wa mashhud قتل أصحاب الأخدود النار ذات الوقود إذ هم عليها قعود وهم على ما يفعلون بالمؤمنين شهود وما نقموا منهم إلا أن يؤمنوا بالله العزيز الحميد الذي له ملك السماوات والأرض والله على كل شيء شهيد It's the story of the people of the ditch, the companions of the ditch. Many have heard this story. Many have read the events of this story and how it took place. And oh, what a story it is. And oh, what comparison there is to what we are seeing today of events to the persecuted Muslims all around the world. The one constant comparison that we can make between this story and what we see past and present of oppression is that as Allah Azza wa Jal says وَمَا نَقَمُوا مِنْهُمْ إِلَّا أَنْ يُؤْمِنُوا بِاللَّهِ الْعَزِيزِ الْحَمِيدِ There was only one accusation. There was only one problem with these people and there was nothing else. And anyone that tells you otherwise is fooling you. The only problem is that they have a problem with لا إله إلا الله. وَمَا نَقَمُوا مِنْهُمْ إِلَّا أَنْ يُؤْمِنُوا بِاللَّهِ الْعَزِيزِ الْحَمِيدِ The only problem is that these people believed in Allah Azza wa Jal. And that's the only reason they faced the calamities, the trials, the hardships and the aggression that they did. 
very similar to the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Because when aggression takes place, when aggression takes place, there's a form of hostility. The Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam had the luxury of being known as as sadiqul amin. He was known as the truthful, the truthful, the trustworthy, the honest. Between his people, before prophethood, when Allah Azza wa Jal chose him for the message of Islam, when Allah Azza wa Jal chose him for the message of La ilaha illallah, the Prophet went at the beginning of Islam, he went to a man known as Waraqa, Ibn Nawfal, a knowledgeable man, a man of the book. He knew Allah Azza wa Jal, he knew the book of Allah, he knew the signs. And the Prophet sallallahu narrated to him what he had experienced of supernatural events being that Jibreel alayhi salam came to the Prophet. Waraqa, the knowledgeable man he is, knew that this was prophethood. And he also knew what this prophethood came with. He said to him, I wish, I wish I will be around when your people drive you out. Surprised enough. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, knowing his status with his people, he said to him, Awa mukhrijiyahum, are they going to drive me out? And why are they going to drive me out? What is it that I come with that will take, make, that, 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 that will make them take me so hostile? He said, no Prophet, no person came with the message that you came with, except he was taken hostile. And what did he come with? What did the Prophet ﷺ come with? What did the Prophets and the Messengers and the pious spread of a message? Worship Allah Azza wa Jal alone. And this was the accusation. And this was enough for them to be taken hostile. The story as is narrated in Sahih Bukhari, that there was a king, a tyrant king, that ruled his people. And he had a sorcerer. The tool of the time, the sorcerer, was the tool of the time to subjugate his subjects, to enslave his people. But this sorcerer was getting old. So he asked, he asked the king that he present for him a young boy to teach him sorcery and magic so that he can take on his legacy and now then become the sorcerer of the king. And so he presented for him a boy of intellect. And he began to teach him sorcery. One day on his way to this magician, he met a monk, a man of Allah, a man that knew Islam, a man that knew La ilaha illallah. He sat with him and started to listen to what he had. He was amazed and he was attached. So on the way to the magician, he would sit with this monk and learn from him. And on the way back, he would sit with this monk and learn from him. So now this boy is taking from both haq and batil. He's taking from the truth and he's taking from the evil. He's taking light and he's taking from darkness. He needs to know which of the two is the correct path. He was given a test. There was a beast in the way of the people, not allowing them to walk freely and progress. So he said, today I will know. Which of the two is more beloved to Allah Azza wa Jal? 
He took a stone and he said, Oh Allah, if the monk's way is more beloved to you, then kill this beast and let the people roam freely and travel. He threw this stone and this beast was killed. At that moment, something happened. Something entered upon the heart of this young boy that changed the way of his life. That changed the trajectory he will face. That changed the way he will live. Remember that this boy was going to be the, the king's magician. And being the king's magician is just as important, if not important, than the king himself. Because through him, he will subjugate the people. Through him, he will enslave the people. But he experienced something called Iman. He experienced something entering upon his heart called Iman. And once Iman enters the heart, it changes your life. It changes the way you will live for the rest of your life and what path you will live on. From there on, this boy lived his life calling to La ilaha illallah. How? By what Allah has given him of knowledge. Allah gave him the ability to cure the blind and the leper and all types of diseases. And his news spread wide and far that this boy of the king can cure. So much so that the companion of the king found out and he was blind. So he came with all these presents. The companion of the king, close to the king, found out of this news. So he went to him, I need my eyesight. I'll give you whatever you want. Cure me. This is where things change now. This is where things become more serious. He said to him, I don't cure. Allah Azza wa Jal is the one that cures. Allah Azza wa Jal is the one that cures. You must believe in Allah. Submit to the religion of Allah and then Allah will give you if he wills. And so the man believed in Allah Azza wa Jal. Now on the idea of sorcery and magic, Every tyrant, for the way of the tyrant is that they have ways to subjugate their subjects, to enslave them. Magic in this story, but in others, sanctions. In others, you have exile. In others, you have ways and ways and ways that the tyrants use to subjugate and to enslave their people. But when you find a way out of this slavery, there's no way back in. This boy started to teach. And this companion of the king became a believer. Once he was sitting with the king and he said, Who, How did your eyesight come back? How did your eyesight come back? He said to him, Allah Azza wa Jal, Allah. Allah gave me my eyesight. Allah? Who's this Allah you're talking about? I, am I not your Lord? He said, no, no. My Lord and your Lord, the Lord of the heavens and the earth, the Lord of all people. Guess how this tyrant met that news. And how he responded. Persecution, punishment, straight away from friend to foe. From friend to enemy. 
Because he said, I believe in Allah. Punished him. Until he said, he was the young boy. This, this young boy of yours that taught me. So he brought him forward. And pay attention to how the king opens up on this young boy. He says to him, your magic has become so strong. Your magic has become so strong that you are cueing the blind and the leper. He's giving a chance. He's giving a chance that this boy would, would attribute to himself what he is doing. Many, many use the same tactics today. They don't come with hostility straight away. They'll give you that chance to return and to leave what you're on. So he told him, I see that your magic has been very effective. He said to him, it's not my magic. It's not my magic. It's the cure of Allah Azza wa Jal. It's the cure of Allah Azza wa Jal. So he's presenting, he's presenting him a chance, presenting him an offer, like the way of the tyrants before him and after him, and they will continue to live. They will present new offers, even sometimes lucrative offers. You want, ya Muhammad? You want women? We'll give you women. You want money, ya Muhammad? We'll give you money. You want power? We'll make you our leader. Just leave this call that you're calling to. It doesn't work that way. How do you leave Iman after you've entered it? As Shu'aib told his people, They gave him an ultimatum. They said, You either enter back into the fold of our religion or we're going to exile. Leave what you're on. And this is a warning. Leave what you're on of teachings. Or we're going to exile you. If even though we don't want to, even if this is not the way, even if we're not allowed, even if we can't, because once you enter Iman, you can't leave it. So the tyrants along the course of history have the same ways, the same tactics, and the same approaches. This tyrant, furious he is, began to punish. Phase two, we've heard this, phase one, phase two, then there's phase three and so on and so forth. Phase two was to present the monk that taught this boy and present the companion of the king and torture them to death. Leave this religion you're on, leave this path you're on, leave this core you're on, or I will hack you to death. I will saw you to death from top to bottom. It doesn't work that way. Once Iman enters your heart, you will die for what's in your heart. It doesn't work that way. You don't just make me disbelieve because in my heart is a paradise that's flourishing and I don't want to give up this paradise. So he hacked and he saw his friend, his companion and the monk till they died and who's watching the young boy. Now it's his turn. Now it's his turn. Leave what you're on. Go back to your teachings of sorcery and magic. It doesn't work that way because when Iman enters the heart, it does not leave. It makes, you it makes you brave, it makes you steadfast, and it gives you courage to stand even in front of the most tyrants, the most, the most tyrannical of people. Even if it's a superpower and you're one by yourself, 
he will stand before them. And don't forget that this boy had the world at his fingertips. He was the king's magician. He could have lived a life of luxury. Everything at his disposal. Everyone at his disposal. Why? Because he's the king's magician. But he chose the way of iman. He chose the way of sacrifice. He chose the way of la ilaha illallah. With love, with joy and happiness. So this king, since you choose your path, then choose it. He ordered his soldiers to take this boy to the highest of mountains, to the highest point, and offer him. Again, leave what you're on. If not, chuck him from the heights of this mountain. The iman in this heart that flourished asked for one thing and one thing only. Looked up to the heavens and said, Allahumma kfinihim bima shi. Oh Allah, oh Allah, the one that is the true king, the true owner, the true sovereign, the one that disposes of his slaves, how he wills, take care of them the way you will. Dispose of them the way you will. Allahumma kfinihim bima shi'at. The mountain shook, the soldiers died, and he stayed alive. Now at this point, he knows that the king wants him dead. He knows that the king is after him and the king wants his blood. Flee. Save yourself. Flee out of fear for your life. One may think. But he walked back to the king. He walked back to the king and stood before him. Where are your companions? Where are my soldiers? Allah Azza wa Jal took care of them for me. So he doubles down. Take him to the depths of the ocean and offer him again. Leave what you're on or throw him until he is drowned. Allahumma kfinihim bima shi'at. Oh Allah, take care of them the way you wish. And so Allah did. They all drowned and he came back once again to the king. Where are my companions? Where are my soldiers? Allah. Allah took care of them. He said to him, don't stop. Don't bother. You are not going to be able to kill me whatsoever. Unless you listen to what I tell you. This boy was willing to offer his life. Was willing to offer his blood. For what comes next. He said, gather all your subjects. All the people, bring them forth. And put them in an open field. Crucify me on a trunk of a tree. Get an arrow. Aim at my temple and say, Bismillahi Rabbil Ghulam. Say in the name of Allah, the Lord of this boy. And only this way will you, be, will you be able to kill me. Desperate enough, this king done exactly that. Gathered all his subjects, put them before, aimed, Bismillahi Rabbil Ghulam, in his temple, the boy died. Sad. Very sad. But what came next? Is life, not death. Amanna bi Rabbil Ghulam. Amanna bi Rabbil Ghulam. Amanna bi Rabbil Ghulam. Everyone started to say, We believe in the Lord of this boy. We believe in the Lord of this boy. This is exactly what the king feed. And this is exactly what every single tyrant fears. That people will turn. It was a trap, and he walked straight into it. Almost like 
Maybe. We can just say maybe and draw comparisons. That you have a tyrant, a superpower that wants to get rid of a people that they can't get rid of. A weak people, but they can't get rid of them. So they walk into their trap and their trap is called Gaza. And the whole world is watching like, like this boy told the king, let your subjects watch. And now the world is watching as the veil of hypocrisy, as the veil of tyranny is being lifted slowly. This trap will be, bi'iznillah, the same trap as the trap of this king and will be the end and the demise of their tyranny and their oppression. The way of the tyrants is very similar. Over the course of history, they're all the same. When they feel like they are being cornered and they are being, or they are in, in danger and, in, and, they, and their rule is under threat, then they will double down and they will triple down and they'll say phase one and phase two and phase three and so on and so forth. Listen to the command of Fir'aun. And what he commanded the people to do, or his elites to do, and what's happening today. Are you going to just leave Musa and his people to cause mischief on the earth, on this land? These barbarians, are you going to leave them living an uncivilized way? قَالَ سَنُقَتِّلُ أَبْنَاءَهُمْ وَنَسْتَحْيِي نِسَاءَهُمْ وَإِنَّا فَوْقَهُمْ قَاهِرُونَ We're going to kill their children. We are going to subjugate them and be on top of them. Is that, what, is that not what is happening today? What have they done? Other than obliterated areas, destroyed it with bombs and killed children. That's all they've done. They have not got rid of this terrorism that they tell us about. Because if you are a person in Gaza, you're a terrorist. But they haven't got rid of it yet. All they've done is destroyed buildings and killed children. Like Fir'aun, ordered. Like Fir'aun, ordered. Or the blockade of Quraysh. The blockade of Quraysh on the Prophet and his companions. No food, no water, no contact with the outside world. Is this not what is happening today? The tyrants and their way is all very similar. When nothing else works, they will say, let's nuke them. Let's just send a nuclear bomb and just finish them. Is that what not was said? They said with that specific word, send a nuclear bomb. Finish them. That's the way of the tyrants. And it's all the same. And you know who else thought of that idea? And said, let's just nuke him. This king we're talking about. But he didn't have a nuclear bomb. What he had was a trench, a ditch. And he filled this ditch with fire. And then he lined up his subjects. And he said, who's your Lord? They say, Allah, in the ditch you go. Burned to death. To hell you go. Isn't that what they said? But wallah, what was in that ditch was not hell but paradise. And by Allah, each bomb sends to paradise does not send to hell. Into hell you go. Some were willing to go to hell. Don't, don't, don't chuck me. I'll go in myself. Because they knew what was in there was paradise, not Jahannam. And by Allah, what is being sent down upon them is only keys to paradise. 
is only keys to paradise. The ways of the tyrants is the same. At the end of this hadith, there was a female that was holding her baby. And she was reluctant. And who wouldn't be reluctant? Which heart that has mercy? Which heart that loves and has a baby in their hand? Which heart that cares for life, let alone your life, let alone your child's baby's life? She was reluctant. But her son or her baby, by the will of Allah Azza wa Jal, spoke and said, Oh mother, be patient for what you are on is the truth. Ya ummah, isbiri fa'innaki ala al-haq. Be patient for you are on the truth. The way of the tyrants is always the same. And with patience, perseverance, steadfastness and reliance on Allah Azza wa Jal, the result is always the same. The demise, the destruction and the downfall of tyranny and oppression and the rise of Iman and the rise and the life and the flourishment of Islam. So by the will of Allah, if you stand on the boundaries of Allah, attend to the commands of Allah, stand where Allah wants you to be, be patient on the religion of Allah, then there is only and only one and no other but one result awaiting you and that is bliss joy and success in this world and the next aqulu ma tasma'un wa astaghfirullah li wa lakum fastaghfiruhu fa ya fawz al mustaghfirin alhamdulillahi wa kafa wa la udwana illa ala man zalama wa bagha wa salatu wa salam ala al mab'uth al mustafa salawatu rabbi wa salamuhu alayhi wa ala alihi wa ashabihi wa man tamassaka bi sunnatihi wa aktafa bi hadihi bi ihsanin ila yawm al-din thumma amma ba'd when you are on the way of on the way that Allah has set for you, the path of la ilaha illallah, when you sacrifice for Allah, sacrificing what He has commanded to be sacrificed, then Allah Azza wa Jal will honor you by not only giving you reward in this world and the next, but by honoring you by allowing your remembrance to live on to the end of times. Like the people of the ditch, Allah Azza wa Jal revealed a chapter in the Quran Ashab, uh, uh, the chapter in the Quran Al-Buruj in Surah uh, in Amma all for them in their remembrance in their honoring reminding us that sacrifice for Allah Azza wa Jal patience for Allah Azza wa Jal living on the pathway of La ilaha illallah there's only one result and that is victory and success as for the tyrants that's the way of Allah Azza wa Jal. وَلَوْ شَاءَ اللَّهُ لَنْتَصَرَ مِنْهُمْ وَلَكِنْ لِيَبْلُوَ بَعْضَكُمْ بِبَعْضٍ If Allah wills, He will be triumphant and victorious over them. But it's the way of Allah Azza wa Jal as a test, as a trial to decipher and to filter the truthful from the evil. To put yourself on the path of Allah Azza wa Jal. Be where He wants you to be. Sacrifice what you can of desire and haram and this way you will be on the same path as every other believer because all they done was believed in Allah they did not hold arms and no one's saying to do any of such all they done was believed in Allah and were where Allah wanted them to be and that was enough that was enough as a, of a test and that was enough of a victory and that was enough of a result that they will enter paradise for believing in Allah Azza wa Jal and 
attending to his commands and staying away from his prohibitions. And the result of it was paradise and bliss in this world and the next. Inna Allahu wa malaikatahu yusalluna ala nabi. Ya ayyuhal ladhina amanu sallu alayhi wa sallimu taslima. Allahumma salli ala muhammadin wa ala ali muhammad. Kama sallayta ala ibrahima wa ala ali ibrahim. Innaka hamidun majid. Wa barik ala muhammadin wa ala ali muhammad. Kama barakta ala ibrahima wa ala ali ibrahim. Innaka hamidun majid. اللهم اغفر لنا وارحمنا وتب علينا وتقبل منا لا إله إلا أنت سبحانك إننا كنا من الظالمين اللهم اغفر للمؤمنين والمؤمنات الأحياء منهم والأموات بكرمك يا ربنا قريب مجيب الدعوات اللهم ابرم لهذه الأمة أمر رشد يعز فيه أهل طاعتك ويذل فيه أهل معصيتك ويؤمر فيه بالمعروف وينهى فيه عن المنكر يا أكرم الأكرمين اللهم كن لإخواننا المستضعفين في كل مكان اللهم كن لهم عونا ونصيرا ومؤيدا وظهيرا لا إله لا إله إلا أنت سبحانك إننا كنا من الظالمين ربنا عليك توكلنا وإليك أنبنا وإليك المصير والحمد لله رب العالمين وأقم الصلاة